I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World. Today in Syria, a government minister welcomed the new United Nations envoy to the country, and he vowed that Syrians would give the U.N.'s Lakhdar Brahimi, quote, maximum assistance the way we did Kofi Annan, his predecessor. Annan quit last month because his peace proposal was largely ignored by all sides. Brahimi says the task ahead of him is nearly impossible. In fact, in an interview with the BBC, he put the burden of the task in personal terms. I'm scared of the weight of the responsibility. People are already saying, people are dying. What are you doing to help? And indeed, we are not doing much. That in itself is a terrible weight. There is everything to be scared of. That is the new U.N. envoy to Syria, Lakhdar Brahimi. The major activity in Syria has been concentrated, for the most part, in the cities of Homs and Aleppo. But the capital, Damascus, is seeing its fair share of fighting as well. Author and journalist Janine Giovanni is there in Damascus now. You were there also just about one month ago. I wonder if you can tell us what you see has changed in the past month. There has been a huge difference in the attitude and the people's response to war, also to the shelling. Um, There's much, much more shelling. The people are frightened. It's no longer descending into an evolving war. It is at war. And has that level of fear that is heightened now the fact that, that the war seems to be so close to home, has that changed the attitudes of people with whom you've spoken about the Syrian regime and people's ability to tough things out? People during wartime, no matter where they are, um, basically have one concern, which is for the well-being of their family and their own situation, their own life, You know how they're going to live, how they're going to get food, water, send their kids to school. Politics are important, but I think right now the concern for most people is getting through the day. How are people making the decision about whether or not they should up and leave, especially if they've lived there all their lives? Have you spoken with residents of Damascus who are making plans to exit? This is the first question I ask people always in in any war zone I've ever worked in. You know, why don't you leave? And I think the answer is always the same. You don't leave because you do not want to leave your home. And, you know, Syrians and Middle Eastern families in general have deep roots. You know, they're very family-oriented. So you don't just pick up and leave and leave your elderly mother behind and your brothers and your aunts and your uncles. They're not as rootless as we are, um, Anglo-Saxon lives, where you would pack a backpack and your documents and you go. So it's it's a choice of, do I stay and, and maybe I'm going to weather out the war, or do I go and take a chance of the complete unknown, uprooting my family, becoming a refugee? And the loss of identity and the loss of your national identity is, for many people, enormous. Thank you very much, Janine DiGiovanni, who's a journalist and author of the book Ghosts by Daylight, Love, War, and Redemption. We spoke to her from Damascus, Syria. Please take care of yourself. Thank you. Thank you.